the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. one of those days where I absolutely need a third hour. Johnny Rocket, did uh, Sean Hannity return any of my calls? And um, could you have Misty look into the um, restraining order being lifted? Because I know where he lives down here. I'll just go bang on his door. I, uh, I got to have a third hour. There's all there is to it. Because as I'm getting ready for the show, we get the information that uh, Andrea Merkel and Joe Biden are meeting in the White House, hoping to mend deeply strained relations ahead of Germany's election in 10 weeks. What the hell does the difference does that make? And what do you mean deeply strained relations between Germany and America? After all, Biden, you just opened up an oil pipeline right to Germany. Granted, it's the Russians, but I'm assuming that's what the $3 million from the Moscow mayor was for. I'm just guessing. And as far as you and being concerned over China... And her acceptance to the relationship of, you know, funding that communist totalitarian hellhole. What are you worried about? Your son's got a big investment from the Bank of China. You need that to flourish, brother. Or is this one of those red herrings that Merkel likes to throw down her throat like a seal? Because that's what I'm guessing it is. I'm guessing that's what it is. And you've got CNN and MSNBC and ABC. All of it. You got all, you got all of it all. ABC, CBS, what what news propagandist is not going to fluff you? After all, you're 80 years old, suffering from absolute and total dementia, and I don't care how you've been categorized, you're not right in the head, kid. Not only that, your policies have strengthened the enemies of this country while weakening us, but you're going to mend relations. And in the article it says they've never been so deeply strained. Anybody here of World War II? I think they were a little strained back then. This is such misdirection and nonsense that it should have come out of the mouth of Pippi Lystocking. As I told you before, if I'm going to be lied to, I want cleavage involved. I don't want to hear it from dimwits at CNN who couldn't get jobs in airports. I want the real liar to lie to me. Can you talk a little bit more about this uh, request for tech companies to be more aggressive in policing misinformation? Has the administration been in touch with any of these companies, and are there any actions that the federal government can take to ensure their cooperation? Because we've seen from the start there's not a- Now, this is funny. Tech companies and their cooperation for aiding and abetting the fraud that is Joe Biden, usurper-in-chief, and the Marxist, communist, socialists that are the Democrats. How much more cooperation do you want? You've got the little brat from Facebook spent, what, $400 million on Democrats? You've got that freak with the beard and Twitter and his Caligula lifestyle. How much did he spend as he whacked anybody who spoke up against the obvious fraud that is the 50-year political whore we call now, some people call, president? So how much more help do you want? See, you know what the help is, don't you? They want the help with the new scam, the vaccine. See, that's the big thing. You could look right now, if you want to talk about any audits of the election, that gets taken down. It violates uh, uh, YouTube's policy. Which policy? The one that Google made up in the back room. This is in the same reaction to how China took down the Internet in Cuba so that the people would be forced back into their houses and into compliance of communism. This is what is being called for in this country with the corporatist scumbags we call the web oligarchs. That's exactly what this is. And she's not going to 
be happy until all of the so-called what they call misinformation, what the rest of us call information about the vaccine is removed from the Internet. Sure. Uh, well, first, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Murthy Mur- uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. Now, how many Silicon Valley oligarchs work in the administration? You know, it's a revolving door between Google and all the rest of them that work, Facebook, that work in this administration. They were paid off for their help in the fraud that we're referring to as the Biden presidency. So they ha- they're they already in the administration. So I wonder if they're just calling the people that they used to, uh, that, that the bosses that are now in the administration are just calling their old employees and telling them exactly what to do. But every once in a while, you can't help but notice when even the WHO, which is riddled in its own scandal, but there are doctors there and They've got a message for you simultaneously today. This is not part of misinformation. This is at a meeting at the WHO, World Health Organization, for those of you who went to CPS. It's a little bit of a dangerous trend here. Cautioning against mixing and matching COVID-19 vaccine brands, World Health Organization's chief scientist, Sumya Swaminathan, cited limited studies. We're in a data-free, evidence-free zone as far as a mix and match. In Canada, hundreds of thousands followed the government's recommendation to mix and match. Wait a minute. In Canada, hundreds of thousands followed the government's recommendation to mix and match. Now the head scientist for the WHO says, don't do that. Too late. What do you do if you already did it? Well, congratulations. You're a rat without a tail. They're experimenting on you. That's the kind of information they don't want on the Internet. Any kind of information that really goes against their propaganda and their Delta variant and all the other variants, because what they don't want you to know is there's going to be another variant, because that's what engineered, weaponized viruses do. They adapt and overcome That's why I'm not taking it, not to mention it's being told I'm being told to take it by the most proficient liars on the planet, the world governments. That's enough for me to say, I don't think so. But everyone is entitled to make their own decision. At least that's how it used to be. But in in Biden's America, you are not entitled to make your own decision. And this is the theme that carries out. This is why it was crucially important to understand this is the Soviet mind control of citizens. You can have your opinion as long as you agree with us. So it's a game. It's a lie. It's a Potemkin freedom. It's a Potemkin right over something as basic as your own body. As you are now being inundated, you are now being bartered with, told that you'll get back to some normal. And on the macro picture, it is normal. Right? It's normal for governments around the world to control their people. After all, this is the only country that was not supposed to happen. So when they say get back to normal, they mean it. Where you're the slave and they are the master. And that's why this kind of information is being hidden from you, even when it comes from the World Health Organization. On this basis alone, everyone should stop immediately taking this experimental drug. End of story. According to the National Advisory Committee on Immunization, or NACI, those who received AstraZeneca for their first dose could safely receive either mRNA vaccines, Pfizer or Moderna, for their second dose. And recently, after a delayed Pfizer shipment, mixing Moderna and Pfizer was also encouraged. The weighing of risks and benefits was in favor of making sure the population was vaccinated. Who who weighed it? A couple of sexually frustrated dweebs in lab coats you're calling scientists? They waited and they made the decision for you and the politicians sold it to the people of Canada who already mixed and matched. And now they say, ah, don't do that. It's not a good idea. Can you imagine walking around with this in your system? What goes through your mind as you realize you are that white rat without a tail? Because COVID-19 in unvaccinated people is a life-threatening disease. Dr. Joanne Lang. Well, you don't hear any information anymore 
about how there were governments, not just American governments, but governments in Europe that were paying China to experiment with this very virus that got out of the lab. You don't hear it. You just don't hear it anymore. That would explain how it keeps adapting and overcoming. I mean, I guess if you hide it behind words like variant or delta or whatever the hell the next one's going to be, you might be able to distract the, the, the fact of the matter is that this is a created virus meant to adapt to anything you throw at it. Good news is it's made in China. Like everything else made in China, it sucks and it doesn't work the way it was sold. So that's the only thing that helps you. And that's why it has a 0.5% uh, 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 rate of killing the people infected with it and a 95.5 survival rate. Only good news was made in China. If this would have been made in Germany, whew, you'd have to get worried because they're far better at engineering than the Chinese. He adds there is no evidence to suggest a different second dose is harmful. In the UK, a large study proved AstraZeneca and Pfizer have seen success when mixed, prompting a robust immune response. And while vaccine mixing is common with other types of shots, in terms of mRNA mixing, there have been small studies, but no definitive findings yet. Still, Nova Scotia's top doctor says real-world evidence shows it's safe. There's clear evidence that they're, they're, that is it is perfectly fine to uh, to uh, intermix between the two types of mRNA vaccines. Let me ask you a question: If they knew it wasn't safe and they learned it today, would they confess that it wasn't safe? That's going to be the question I want to ask you. Would they would they have the fortitude, the integrity, the dignity to confess that? Look. We uh, we figured out that, you know, it wasn't just Ron Johnson and the hundreds of people that had written him and said they had an adverse effect to the vaccine. It isn't just the thousands of people in Europe who received everything from strokes to blood clots to enlarged hearts to all kinds of problems. It looks like we made a mistake and the vaccine is is not good. Would 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 these governments that we're talking about, this World Health Organization, would it tell you the truth and I should ask another question. When has it ever told you the truth? But let's just start with the simple question. Would they tell you the truth if they had absolute prima facie evidence, aside from the thousands of cases they already have, that it didn't work? 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. Let's go over a couple of my favorites. The income tax that we're passing today will only affect 1% of Americans. The Federal Reserve is to stabilize the economy and make sure we have no, no financial problems. Social Security is an account in your name. It's an insurance policy, and it'll be there forever. Vietnam is about communism. Weapons of mass destruction were located in Iraq, and we're only going to go to Afghanistan to chase down the terrorists. Yeah, these are some of my favorites. And I think we're going to have to throw in the vaccine is safe. Ralph in Rantoul. Hey, good evening, Sean. You know, J&J, they kind of set the standard. They're a case study for integrity. Back when some lunatic who's never been caught, um, you know, poisoned people by swapping out medicine in Tylenol capsules for poison. And, you know, they did the recall. They did a masterful job. Um, I don't trust the government. I, I, I mean, I used to kind of when I was younger, but now that I'm a little wiser, I just realize that politicians lie an awful lot, and I, I just can't put my faith in government. I think that politicians lie every time they open their mouth. I think if their lips are moving, they're lying only because... I've studied exactly what they've sold us, exactly what they said, and exactly how it turned out for the last 245 years. And I have yet to have one bill they passed that did what it said it would do. One tax they passed did what it said it would do. So, you know, Ralph, at this point, are you going to put medicine in your body? I mean, you're in this field. I know you. You're in this field. Are you going to put something in your body that you cannot look at the label? You do not know what's in it. And then here's the other part. The people who give it to you are held harmless from their actions. The Pfizer, as I like to call it, the P-Pfizer jab. Um, the P-Pfizer jab, they'll tell you what's in there because y- y- you can see. They'll, they'll tell you what's in there. And 
I, I read a fantastic article from a professor at Texas A&M, and I can't recall her name right now, but I do have the article on my phone. She wrote about how mRNA works, which I think is the best, shortest, it's only like a couple hundred words, the best, shortest description I've ever seen. And the reality of it is, is once the jab gets in you, right? The mRNA, it's not around very long. It's used to essentially drive your body's immune response to the spike protein, which is the thing in the Chinese virus that latches the doggone thing onto our, respir- yeah. um, onto our respiratory tract, which kills us. I, I just had a buddy who died of this stuff. That's terrible. Um, My brother-in-law was so- sick. Did you have it, Ralph? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I had the flu, and uh, I don't. I, I never tested positive for it, but I was awfully sick for a couple weeks. All right. Well, listen, I'm glad you made it. And, and by the way, you got my number. Send me that article, will you? Thank you very much, Rolf, and thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Met Rolf a couple years ago. Really, really good guy. Mike, you know, I'm going to take Mike on a South Sides call, but this is something that aggravates every relative I have beyond they they actually lose their mind. They have to leave parties. Mike on the south side. Hey, God bless you, Sean. Listen, they told us how many years ago that the toll roads were only going to be toll roads until they were paid for. <laughs> yeah. And the issue is, is that they never will ever retract something that they already got you hooked on. Mike, so, you know, in that sewer of corruption, Illinois, you know the best department to work in? The best one, bar none. Tollway system, helicopters, yeah, cars, best pay. They got those cushy offices, and they basically drive around. They do nothing. It's it it is a phenomenal scam. And never forget in Illinois who passed it: Ogilvy, a Republican. Very good, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Just like the the um, the tax from your check was supposed to be temporary after World War II. I'm trying to think when they told you the truth. And by the way, wasn't um, the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, supposed to bring bring down prices and increase the quality of what you used to get? You lost 42% of doctors. You're pretty much in a system that sucks unless you know somebody or you pay a concierge service. They've never, ever told you the truth. Susan, West Chicago. Hi, Sean. You know, the thing about this this virus, this uh, vaccine, that really, really makes me wonder is the fact that they want to put it in everybody. Even if you had the disease, they want to put that in you. What's in there that they want us to have so bad? Let's not fool ourselves. It's How about not the our kids, welfare. Susan? The, the data is extremely care. clear. How about the kids, the children? The data is extremely clear. It is a minuscule risk to them. Minuscule. Yet they want to put it in every kid. Why? Because the old people want to think they're protected against the kid so they could care less about what it does to the, the kid who's in adolescence, whose body is changing minute by minute. They could care less. Even the fact of the matter, the data is very clear. Even the, the data that they control and manipulate, it does not affect the children in the way it affects adults. Yet, you listen to these Gestapo, you listen to the Fourth Reich. Let's clean it up a little bit. The Fourth Reich posing as our government. And they want every kid, including infants. That's how you know it's a scam, Susan. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Vince, Crystal Lake. A CCP virus, the biological attack on us, they created over 8,000 variants of this. So to think that this this thing is growing or... Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. You mean when uh, the bat when the bat fooled around with the frog and the cricket jumped over to the ocean and the guy gave it to us? Yeah, I don't buy it either, Vince. Doctor, I don't buy that. And and here's the other thing. There's an old saying. I learned it a long time ago. Lie to me once, shame on you. Lie to me twice, shame on me. If you're on hold, stay there. I'll get back to you right after these commercials. that one good song see they uh they try to um i think a lot of people when they hear me talk like this they go you're anti-government no i'm not i'm anti-liar i'm anti-liar in every aspect of my life you can ask anybody that knows me i will not tolerate it because i have respect for myself and my opinion
If you can't convince me, then it ain't true. End of story. And I don't give a rip what anybody thinks. It's got to make sense. That's why you have judgment. This whole thing stinks to high heaven. These are the same people that told me this came from a bat wet market. How, how big of an idiot? That's when I said this old man who reminds me amazingly of my Auntie Mary. This old man is lying to everybody. He was clearly lying. When they got caught with the hundreds of emails and the money back and forth, and we all know this is always about the money, just like Merkel and Biden right now. It's about the money. That's why they're loving this. You want me to believe this? And then you want me to believe that uh, the vaccine is going to cure, but you won't tell me what's in it. And if it affects me bad, I can't sue you. Right then and there, you're lying. If you're not willing to take the risk of your product, I don't care what it is, you're a liar. You know how you know how you have to operate just in business, the insurance, the liability you have to have, the protection. If you say something wrong to somebody in any financial industries, anything to do with money, you're sued immediately. You have to have errors and omissions. And and you should. If you misguide somebody, you should be sued. I'm all for it. Yet the government is held harmless from it, which is why all they do is lie and fraud and cheat whether it's their economic plans and they hide jobs for themselves or their tax collectors no matter what it is and i certainly am not going to put anything in my body that these idiots are selling kevin austin texas so yeah it comes down to power and resources and i I want to ask you this if you, you were in the pits right yep and if you're standing next to a broker, you got like what they call the edge, right? I never did that, Kevin. I went and stood on the floor. You should ask some people. I went and stood right in the center of the floor, and I'm not a big guy. I have a big mouth, though. Threw my arms up. I had a big fat guy who I love to death named Kevin laying on my back. I never was bagged up with Goldman Sachs. By the way, she was a very religious person, real scumbag. Never was bagged up with scumbag brokers. But, yes, to your theory, yes. Right, but the point is, like, you know, you got the advantage. If you're If you're in the pit, you, you, you're, you're part of the deal. But what's happening now is the, the guys that are making the deals, it's the politicians and then the corporations. And in this example, it's, you know, how much, how much does Pfizer get paid for every jab? How much New York Times, every jab? New York Times, three weeks ago, Pfizer has made $3.5 million in the first three months of this year from the COVID vaccine. That's just Pfizer. $3.5 billion, I'm so sorry. They have a financial $3.5 billion. There's a financial... So there's a financial incentive for all these guys to get as many people vaccinated as possible if they need it or not. And the R&D, the government paid for. Remember, Trump paid for all that. Sure they did. So they have no they have no cost. It's all profit. Yeah. So you're not so you're not in the pit. You're not at the table. You're not part of the deal. You're just a victim. You're just a consumer. I'm a terrible victim, Kevin. Thank you. You know what? I wouldn't mind if they put that on my headstone. I I, I really wouldn't mind if they put that on my headstone. This My guy's a terrible victim. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin, for the call. I appreciate it. All right. Let's go to Brian in Ingleside. I've heard about this. Yeah, and and I, uh, I, is it I true, Brian? I, uh, yeah, I, I, I got a copy of the link from uh, Frank's Beach website, but it takes you right to a uh, document uh, right here in Lake County. They refer to this task force team called uh community health ambassadors that are going to be going around door to door advising you um, or letting you know that that they're there to increase the COVID vaccine acceptance and the guidelines that their task force should follow, um, you know, without alarming the people, including going to, like, uh, apartment buildings and how to go door-to-door and sweep floor-to-floor. What, and you what's can, the, you what's can, the pretend title they gave They gave the KGB? What's the pretend title they gave themselves again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Brown shirts or something. No, they're ambassadors, you said? They call themselves what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, Community health ambassadors. Oh. I wonder if they're going to be as smart as um, the liaisons they had for the Affordable Care Act. Remember when you talk to those morons and they tell you about the bronze and then the silver and yeah. then the gold. And then if you got a lot of money and you hate you hate yourself, they got the platinum. Yeah, that's all yeah. good stuff. Now, now, they say they're not supposed to be uh, – they're technically not uh, government workers. No. And they're not uh, soliciting anything. However, oh. um, they're advised that they can walk past – 
signs that suggest no soliciting, but they are supposed to be careful around no trespassing signs and also knock on the door and follow the six foot rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just the, you know what I'm going to do, Brian? I think it'll just give me more of a reason to walk around my house with my tiger, my tiger G-string on backwards and my Norwegian fighting axe in my hand. I open the door. I say, come on, what do you guys want? What do you, how do you think that'll go over? Right. Yeah. Thank, we're just, uh, yeah. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, looking, you. looking scary, huh? Yeah, fear why not. <laughs> give him a thrill as I throw him off the step. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Let's go to Drago, Lakeshore Drive. That's me. I just want to ask, does anybody remember a good old times and Vietnam, Agent Orange, that was supposed to help our soldiers, and then everybody got sick from it. And uh, years later, they said, oops, we made a mistake. I had many friends, guys from my neighborhood, even relatives and the parents of of my nephew, his father. And uh, I saw how that ravaged people, how that destroyed the American soldier. They're always been willing to experiment on the American soldier, which goes to tell you it's not really that far of a step to start experimenting on the infants, right? Don't forget, you got to pump this vaccine into six-month-old infants. You, anybody lets these morons tell you what to put in your kid? I had a hard enough time when doctors were doing the vaccines that had been around here for 50 years. I still was nervous about it when I had my kids were little, let alone this I thing. I don't even take a flu, a flu shots anymore. I they put this together, Drago. They put this together in months. A bunch of morons who got paid up front put it together in well, months. They get paid every shot. And you're going to tell me I that this is, thing is safe and they know what it's doing? This is the WHO my, today. The girl told you, don't mix it. Well, too late. We already got 600,000 people in Canada mixed it. Ah, they'll be all right. You have to be a real moron. Thank you, Drago. Yeah. I appreciate all right. Good it. Good luck to you. Thank Bye. you. See, he comes from a country where the government just threw things in people's bodies, told them how to live, told them if they could open a business. That's why I love talking to Drago. I love talking to all people who lived under tyranny. You know who doesn't? American Democrats. They don't like them. They don't like the Cubans. They don't like them at all. We're going to cover that after I clear the lines here a little bit. Susan Mount Prospect. Hi, Sean. It's good to talk to you. Um, my husband and I are big fans. Oh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I know it isn't Friday, but I have a Nova episode to recommend to anyone. Wait till tomorrow. This is a big deal. We're branding no, no, tomorrow. No. I understand for people who have been laboring. Um, faith in science pushed by the federal government. Um, there's a episode called Poisoned Water, and it's about Flint, Michigan, Sorry. and how the citizens were the ones to figure out what was wrong and had to push it. The city was taken over um, by the federal government, the Emergency Management Group, and they decided to change the town's water source. Suzanne. And to cut costs, they, they ended um, up poisoning the, you know, citizens with leaded water. And Barack Obama, as a sitting president, when he heard the outrage, went to Michigan and drank a glass of water as a stunt. It's a very well-known thing. You could see it all over the place. And that's what he did to sell that lie to the Democrats that voted for him in Michigan. That's the kind of scum he is. So to think that they won't lie in in a vaccine that they've invested trillions and stand to make trillions, it's preposterous. Of course they're going to do it. Suzanne? And by the way, I said, Susan, it's Suzanne. Thank you so much for calling, and thank you and your husband for listening. I really appreciate that. And call back tomorrow with a good movie. We're going to need that. Uh, Craig, Mount Greenwood. Well, hey, thanks, Sean, for taking my call. Hell no, they ain't going to take an admit to anything. They'll never admit anything. Watch all, look at all these uh, lies they've been telling all along with the Russian uh, folks, with, with Trump and all that stuff. With, uh, it's old news, Craig. It's old news. You're a conspiracy nut. Can't you can't you can't you figure it out? You're a conspiracy nut. That's all they have to say, right? When you question anything with the election, zero hedge today. Eleven thousand three hundred twenty-six votes, not on voter rolls on November seventh, but were on voter rolls December fourth, and were marked a voted on November third. That's that's your conspiracy nut. It's uh, come on, Craig. Believe your government. It's the American government. They're truthful and they're honest and they never self enrich themselves. It's all above board. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We'll be back. We've got a political party 
that doesn't have constituents. It has devotees. The American mafia, Marxists, communists, socialists, the Fourth Reich, posing as Democrats, have their followers believing that what they exhale is poison to the world. (laughs) They'll believe anything that comes out of a Democrat's mouth. I don't, and I don't care who's telling me it. Catherine, Western Burbs. Uh, good evening. Thanks for your show. And I and I call and wonder if um, our calls are being monitored as they're now hitting our text. But uh, I wanted to set you. I hope so because I could teach I these guys how to talk to their wife. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't have to, uh, links available, but I, I have basically become quite a quote unquote expert on this topic since the very beginning. But uh, I want to set you straight that. Um, particularly the, uh, the mRNA poison injections, which I call, have, have, were developed approximately uh, two decades ago. The animals, which were, I believe, ferrets, uh, died in them. And so at warp speed, these were put into place to, uh, to, to basically what, test, trial, the American citizenry as is, has been happening. Oh, and I thought of one thing, your previous caller, mm-hmm. um, they're going on mass out in the Lawndale neighborhood. I saw, uh, I don't know if it was a video or something the other, uh, yesterday or the day before. So they're knocking at the door and asking if they've taken them and giving them the, the speech that they should if they haven't. So uh, we need to keep truth um, as much as we can. I, I believe it's, uh, I call it mod RNA, if you go to their website, um, it discusses all this as far as the... Uh, so would you trial. would you take it, Catherine? I'm not in it as, as far as I'll commit to uh, because uh, the Stasi is listening in, and that's all I'll say. I, like I haven't heard the Stasi in a while. Thank you very much, Catherine. I appreciate that. Well, the one thing that's for sure is that we know that that socialists and Marxists and communists will do anything to their people. So to to target those areas, I mean, after all, they build the ghettos that they live in. They build the their policies are the are the hopeless sewers that they call neighborhoods. So to think that they would have any reservations of injecting their people with something that they weren't sure of. That's just a given. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put that past anything. I think it's preposterous. Um, all right. I really wanted this. One. Let's just let me clean up the board. Then we're going to go to other topics. Uh, Chuck in Lombard. Hey, Sean, another victim here of trickle down inflation. But what I want to tell you is come this winter, <laughs> when everybody's going to go and get their flu shots. That's when they might try sneaking this stuff in there with the mix with the flu shot this winter. I'm not going to get any flu shots. And I'm warning your listeners to watch out for that. Well, it does make you, you know, it really does. That's the problem with a lie. It shakes your confidence in all things from that sector. So when yep. they lie to you, that's why, you know, the idea that we didn't have doctors that said this isn't a good idea is 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 only promoted by the propagandists of the state and government itself. We had thousands of doctors that disagreed with all of this. Yet what happened to their videos on YouTube? What happened to their opinion? They were stifled. They were silenced yep. because they didn't want the people like you and, and like Catherine and the rest of us to have our own thoughts on it and to be able to make our own decisions. And that's why Fauci has absolutely zero credibility. He's talked out of both sides of his neck for a year and a half. Nobody knew his name. Now I can't get him off TV. They're making dolls of this moron, bobbleheads, whatever the hell it is. If it doesn't make sense to you, then it doesn't make sense. Have faith in your own judgment, your own opinion. You're entitled to it. And I don't care who tells you you're not. And when they're telling you to give it to children, an untested product with no recourse in the event that they're wrong, as the WHO just told you today, then it's an absolute scam and an absolute lie. In America, you have the right to reject it. You have the right to your property. Your person is your property. Do not... Be swayed by lies and misconceptions. All right, we'll be back after this. Do not play the X-File music. It's not a conspiracy. People are dying. WHO just told you, not good for you. 
Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. For those of us that have not been in on the scam but financed it, we know that Illinois is a one-party state. It is a welfare state. The only way it gets new businesses in there is when the bulk of the people who can afford barely to hang on pay multi-million dollar corporatist scum to move in and avoid the taxes that we have been strapped with since the day we were born. Even when we get a Republican in there, he's feckless and corrupt himself. And he may hold off the the onslaught, the total atrocity that is the Illinois Mafia Party we call Democrats. But they're always too short-lived and they're always too incompetent. Bryce Hill is a young, optimism-filled kid who I really like. He is a research analyst for the Illinois Policy Institute. He always kind of brightens it up a little bit. He gives me a little ray of hope. And that's what we need more of. Bryce, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Very good. So we now know that $138 billion in one form or another of federal money was poured into Illinois in one year. We also know that uh, we had massive tax increases even during COVID. Isn't that right? Yeah, uh, roughly uh, $600 billion in tax increases. Uh, so roughly 70% of what uh, Governor Pritzker was asking for, he got, uh, claiming it was going to help balance the budget. Unfortunately, uh, due to, you know, increased spending, increasing lawmaker pay, things like that. Uh, the, the city, or sorry, rather the state's budget uh, was still out of balance by anywhere from, you know, $482 million to over $600 million. Uh, so more of the same higher taxes and unbalanced budget and, you know, continuing to be a lackluster economy. I fought vehemently hard against the idea that government could take away small business, medium business, large business, for that fact, and shut down the economy. I thought it was an extremely terrible decision. And uh, Republicans believed it was the way to go as well. We had a Republican administration that the federal government took that position and shut down. I also kind of felt that the people who had their businesses shut down in sewers like Chicago and Cook County and Illinois in general would probably not come back to over 50 percent. Judging by the numbers of unemployment, judging by the statistics of people on welfare and the increase uh, percentage of citizens on one form or another of welfare, are we even going to get the 40, 45% of the businesses back in Illinois? Yeah, the, the question remains to, to be seen. You know, in terms of the small businesses alone, not even considering large businesses, uh, we're still looking at in excess of 30% of them still haven't reopened. Um, you know, part of that is for the better part of a year, they weren't allowed to be open, and then all of a sudden they are asked to be open. And uh, now, despite, you know, record high, near record high unemployment rates for this, this long of a duration, uh, we're also not able to, to find people to, to fill those positions. So there's, you know, a combination of uh, being required not to not to be open, and then once you are required to be open, and kind of this uh, stifling of the labor force of, uh, you know, people are, are being supplemented to kind of uh, to to stay out of the workforce. And uh, it's become increasingly apparent that it's going to be difficult to for small businesses to remain open, to to try to reopen uh, under the current system. I have the article written by the Illinois Policy Institute. I believe it's your article. And it says, according to WalletHub, the second city's unemployment recovery was among the worst at 9.3% in May, roughly a 140% increase from before the pandemic. I mean, these are staggering, staggering numbers that will have a ramification that really won't show itself fully for another 7 to 12 months. When yeah, have- I mean, absolutely. absolutely. When, you, when you're talking about the unemployment rate, sorry, sorry to jump in there. No, go ahead. Uh, this is... Uh, has been a, a decades-long process in terms of recovery from the Great Recession. Illinois and the city of Chicago's unemployment rate were finally getting back to levels that it was that they were at pre-Great Recession. So you're talking about a 10-year-long recovery, 
and then all of a sudden we're spiking again to nearly you know one and a half times when we were hovering at just under four percent. Uh, so that really speaks to how long this is probably going to take. Uh, hopefully it'll be quicker than the Great Recession, but that took a decade for for the state and for the city to reach normal unemployment levels. Uh, and now you know we're 16, 18 months post uh, the initial downturn, uh, and we're still roughly uh, you know one and a half times higher unemployment rates struggling to get people back into the workforce. One of the silent assassin taxes is the tax of inflation. Most of the people can't understand that inflation is a tax. But inflation year over year, CPI, highest CPI, consumer price index in 13 years. Year over year, we're at roughly 7%. When you have a system in, a, in, a count, in, in various counties that tax exorbitant amounts of money. I was I was telling a story. I uh, had wandered into the city on Saturday, and when I look at the bill, they have the restaurant tax, the sh- Chicago sales tax. You have the county tax. You have the state sales tax. It makes up roughly between 18 and 21% of your, your check when you eat at a restaurant. When people are now being lured to stay home, and to receive money on the amount of kids they have. And when you see the the Socialist Party, the Democrats come in and, and turn more and more citizens on welfare. Do we have the numbers in as to the amount of Illinoisans on welfare now versus prior to the um, Fauci flu? Yeah, I actually don't know. I, I know the state tracks them in some form. I'm not sure how, how reasoned they are, but I haven't taken a look at those at those numbers, but of course, uh, in an instance like this, when you're having you know twice as many or more people unemployed, uh, you'd expect those numbers to to be increasing, uh, especially as you know benefits and things like that or packages are sweetened or extended. Uh, yeah, it's it would be completely unsurprising to me that there's going to be a substantial increase in the number of those individuals as well. The corrupt government in Chicago was under the impression the economy was a light switch and you could turn it back on and everything would be fine. Unfortunately, the reality is it looks as if up to 45% of stores are still vacant, still boarded up. On top of that, you've got a massively increasing crime rate. Carjackings in specific neighborhoods like Lincoln Park and various neighborhoods that thought they were immune to the the ramifications of the ghetto are seeing increases 140%, 150%. And uh, it's so bad now that... Um, even the, the, the Fox News can't cover up the stats. I want you to hear something. Despite an increase in travelers, CBS 2's Chris Ty found many Chicago CBS hotels two. are still seriously hurting. Chris. Erica, when business travelers stop coming to places like New York, L.A., and here in Chicago, tourist dollars just simply can't offset that loss. And while there are a lot of those dollars flowing through places like North Michigan Avenue this evening, the big money is going to places like Tampa, Miami, and Phoenix, getting those tourist dollars Chicago badly needs. This snapshot of Chicago conveys a sunny, tourist-filled summer. But let's put it in sharper focus. CBS2 obtained the latest hotel occupancy numbers. Just 42% of Chicago hotel rooms are full. That's up 67% from the same stretch last year, but down 36% from where we were in pre-pandemic summer 2019. So they go on to call this a depression in the hotel business. You see McCormick Place open up today, the auto show, which is ironic to me because the slogan should be come to the auto show and get carjacked. It's in one of the worst neighborhoods in the city. Do you think that Chicago can ever paint itself back into a tourist-friendly city with all of the crime and mayhem on top of the, the real attack on business? Do you see it rebounding? Uh, I, I do probably in the in the longer term, um, but you know when you're talking about the leisure and hospitality industry, the tourism industry uh, in the city, uh, leisure and hospitality small businesses, 62% of them are are closed relative to pre-pandemic levels. So going beyond just hotels and to restaurants and things like that, I mean uh, there was you know and not myself included a sense of optimism that hopefully as we're reopening uh, into the summer that things are going to pick up, and unfortunately that that hasn't been the case, and you know, that could potentially be, you know, a large factor driving that. Um, but, yeah, I think that we're looking, as we mentioned earlier, at a, a very long time horizon 
you know, this this level of decline at such a rapid pace is something that is really unprecedented. So, so this is going to be, you know, to, fighting tooth and nail uh, for years probably to, to climb back to where uh, the city was. Uh, so I, I would expect, you know, eventually one day, I'm optimistic that we will get there, uh, but I think it's going to be a, a long, long ride. Now, you're also a capitalist and you're a fan of business. I remember discussing this on numerous occasions with you. Do you think that the economic illiterate Democrats have thought about this as they are at the same time promoting the labor mafia called the SEIU union to raise the costs on industries that are really crippled, like the hotel and hospitality interest, along with other businesses that are now being forced through dictate of clueless trust fund butter-handed billionaires that are the governor, increasing costs of even the minimum wage, let alone all the other costs. Um, if you were opening a business, would you open it in Chicago? It would have to be some sort of dream scenario. You know, I think that would have to be uh, you know, it's not a promising proposition as as many business owners in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago have found is that you know doing so right now is is you know uh, doing so knowing that there are a lot of people making it a whole lot harder than it should be to run your business. So it would be it'd be tremendously difficult if I were to uh, undertake that endeavor. Well, Bryce, I'd like to give you a little advice. If you are going to need to do it, you're going to need to campaign contribute to a prominent Democrat. You're going to want to get in with the upper echelon. You may even want to hire one of the lobbyist children of either Madigan or you might head yourself and hire the brothers and relatives of the Republicans in order to get one of those TIF areas or those tax exempt or even where you can get underwritten. In fact, does Illinois have a major company moving to Illinois that is not being subsidized by the people? Uh, you know, not that I'm aware of. I'm not. I don't keep my ear to the ground necessarily in every single single one. But uh, the the culture of, of corruption and pay for play in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois is definitely something that you know virtually anybody who's been there is aware of. Uh, from you know sitting lawmakers acting as property tax appeals attorneys and asking businesses to hire their firm, uh, you know, is essentially a direct kickback. Um, you know, that's been a rampant part of uh, corruption in Springfield, whether it be Mike Madigan's firm or even at the city level with Alderman Burke. Uh, these are things that, that, you know, businesses coming into the area, uh, it's an extra cost, essentially, an extra tax that they're having to pay uh, just to kind of grease the wheels and get things moving. Now, Bryce, one of the things I used to love about commodities was that when you saw fraud, when you saw mismanagement and bad decisions and indicators of future calamity, you were able to take a short position and actually profit from the implosion. Have you and your friends at Illinois Policy Institute figured out a way to short Illinois? <laughs> no, we, we are all uh, long Illinois. So uh, as abysmal as things may seem, uh, you know, there's no better time than the present to start turning things around. So everybody here is, is you know, rooting for the state of Illinois as hard as I may seem at times. Uh, you know, it's it's at times troubling to, to root for the, the state of Illinois as much as it is to root for the Cubs or the Bears in a bad season. But um, everybody yeah. here is trying to row the boat in the same direction, trying to fight to turn the state around. Uh, because, you know, too many people have been left with the only option, which is to leave. Uh, and, you know, we, we want the state to be attracting people. We need the state to be growing, to, to be flourishing for, you know, not only our families, but for other families fighting to, to survive in the state and for people looking to plant roots and make a better lives for themselves. That's what Illinois and the city of Chicago uh, used to be at one point, and that's what, uh, you know, we're hoping is going to become again in the future. That's why I love having him on. He's Bryce Hill. Illinois Senior Research Analyst for the Illinois Policy Institute. And, Bryce, I'd like you to know, you know, I sell real estate in South Florida, but yet it seems to be really hard to be. I just heard that Governor Pritzker got the uh, South Florida Real Estate Broker of the Year. And uh, I'm trying to get it, you know, see if I can get my name in there, but I want to thank you for joining me because you made people feel a little better. Yeah, best of luck next year on your award. Uh, thank you for having me as always. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. 312 642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments after this. Taxes are one thing. High rents are one thing if you're getting quality. When you're not, 
It's a terrible storm of failure and collapse. And that's the greatest intro to the Chicago mayor, the walking punchline in her Geppetto costume. I want to take this opportunity to speak about a different but related topic and to speak directly about the violence that continues to wreak havoc in our city. Gun violence, make no mistake about it, is the number one issue plaguing the city in this moment. It's not gun violence. It's scum violence. That's what it is. The gun is just the, the it's like a glass It's like an ashtray. It's like a stapler. Sure, it can be dangerous, like an axe or a knife, and it is dangerous. You're absolutely right. It's absolutely dangerous. And in a city like Chicago, where these scum are armed to the teeth, it's time for good people to be armed. My daily focus never wavers from this crisis. Your daily focus sucks. Your job that you're doing is abysmal and a shame. You should be removed and run out on a rail. And I want our residents to know that gun violence is the issue that I wake up thinking about. It's the issue that I go to bed thinking about. And it's the issue that wakes me up in the middle of the night. Really? I think you roll over and you see the old lady there. You get a little nervous. That's just me. Rob, UK Village. Hi, Rob. Uh, sorry, you me, sorry, you got me laughing. I mean, really, you uh, roll over, you see that thing drooling on a pillow next to you. I'm up. I'm up. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for taking the call. Love your show. When I miss you live, I catch you on the AM560 app, so you got to oh, pump you. the app more because it's the only way to get you if you miss the show. But uh, in the, besides Lori Leafoot and the garbage spin that she puts on things from day to day, um, you were talking about hotels being vacant. I got family coming from the East Coast. They're used to big city life, Philadelphia people, and they've got a wedding. They were planning on coming to Chicago, staying a couple extra days downtown. Uh, after Fourth of July, they said, eh, look at, how, look at all the violence. Look at some guy got shot on the L. Uh, we're going to stay at our suburb hotel for a couple extra days, enjoy being out of town, but we're not going downtown. And I got plans to meet them out at their suburban hotel because they don't want to downtown. Rob, could I tell you something? I'm very familiar with the Ukrainian village. It is a, you know, it's a complex. It's a very bohemian neighborhood. I really love it. In fact, there's that building where the kid from Groupon had the um, had the condo. It's one of the last deals I did in Illinois five years ago, and it was a dear friend of mine and his wife, and and they're my age. And I sold them this condo in the building, and I I begged them not to buy it. Beg them not to buy it. On the day we were, were writing the contract, a bum was dead in his car. Now, you know, it's a very nice neighborhood. It's amazing to me how very dangerous neighborhoods surround it. And I have to tell you, aren't you, do you have kids? I have two. Aren't you nervous when they leave the house? I mean, it's one thing because the homes are beautiful. There are some beautiful blocks. Aren't you just terrified as they have to just manage the drive and all that? Well, I guess my kids are young, so they're not going anywhere without me right now. And I guess to that point, all I can say is... It's a shame that you have to live like that. Chicago was the most beautiful, the best, the hardest working city. And it took roughly the last 60 years for Democrats to turn it into a place where you have to be afraid to let your kids grow up there. Rob, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for listening. And really, we all feel your pain. People think that I I hate the city. I don't. I love it. I hate what's been done to it by political punchlines like Lori Lightfoot and her crew of misfits. 312-642-5600. In all of the plans of the Chicago Mafia politicians, in all of their plans... There is nothing about the perpetrator. Nothing. Perpetrators are not only not prosecuted, in most cases they're rewarded, as this $300 per kid, as the welfare increases. Who do you think is getting it? The very guys that are going to shoot each other. That's who's getting it. It's preposterous to me. So I want to reassure the public that not only of my commitment, but of our resolve to fight and make sure that this plague of gun violence is one that we win once and for all. But I wanted you to not just trust my words. We have to back up those words with concrete, tangible actions. And over the course of the next week, 
we will detail even more specific investments designed to address not only the long-term systemic root causes of the violence, like lack of investment and poverty, lack of opportunity. Those are real in our city, and we're doing everything that we can to address those. But we will also be announcing specific investments to address the immediate consequences of the violence that we are experiencing as a city. So that's why today I want to make another specific announcement. You've heard me say this before, and I will keep talking about it until it is no longer true. Our city is awash in illegal firearms. Just this year already, the Chicago Police Department has taken over 6,300 illegal guns off the city, off the streets. We they are on pace to break the record that we set last year. We'll be over 12,000 illegal firearms taken by CPD this year, which will dwarf New York and L.A. combined over double. Now they give in vouchers, visa cards, and cash for those. Why weapons. is that so? because there are too many guns on our streets. And we don't have to wait for others to step up, and we have it. But we need to think creatively about other tools. That's why today I'm announcing a million-dollar reward fund, a million-dollar reward fund for information that leads to the seizure of illegal firearms. Okay, the guy selling the drugs in the gang... He's got the gun. Where do I get my money? Where do I get my money, stupid? Where do I get my money? This is great. Another slush fund. You get a million dollars, and you get a million dollars, and you get a million dollars. Ah, you can't get enough of it. Joe in Dundee. The mayor of Chicago is riding on the back of the tiger. She is not capable of running the city of Chicago. She needs to quit. I'm calling for her to step down. I love it, Joe. A 73-year-old guy was uh, carjacked and murdered. He was Semper Fi. He was a Vietnam vet. He had grandchildren right by Chicago University. Yeah. Joe, they don't care about the six-month-old shot in the face, the one-month-old shot in the head. They don't care. Think they're going to care about the 73-year-old guy? In their eyes, he got to live. It's an atrocity, Joe. Yeah, I agree. Can't can't apply standards to the people without any. Here, the the worse you behave, the more investment in the neighborhood, the more money. How many uh, rival gangs are going to take advantage of this to cash out in the same way they play arbitrage when the city buys the gun from them and they buy it on the street for a third of the cost? I mean, there's some capitalism right there. It's preposterous. Teresa on the north side. Hi, Sean. Um, you know, I live on the 1100 block of North Lakeshore Drive. Um, the violent mob has moved in and totally violated the Gold Coast. I mean, Michigan Avenue, shooting out windows of condos on Lakeshore Drive. I mean, I appreciate optimism, like Bryce was saying, but as long as... As the Democrats are in office, I see Chicago becoming an absolute slum, and that includes the Gold Coast. That's where I see it going. Teresa, you're lucky they don't uh, start charging you an entertainment tax and say that's part of the Chicago experience. Always look at the upside. I appreciate it, Teresa. Thank you for the call. Now we go to a veteran who, like so many union officials, I believe has stretch marks on his ears. Mike, Northside. Oh, man, you're going to catch it one of these days. <laughs> Listen, there's been, pl- there's been plenty of investment in these neighborhoods. They all have Section 8 housing vouchers. They have multiple link cards. They have $1,200 cell phones, Obama phones. Everybody in the family's got multiple pairs of $200 gym shoes. If they recovered 6,300 guns, where did they find them? Under a rock? How come they don't have 6,300 people sitting in county jail awaiting trial? Are you going because to apply they just logic? To... Well, come on. Are you applying I mean, logic it, it, to this it, conversation? Because you started out pointing out a very good point. In fact, the areas with the most, what do they call it, investment now? The most government investment, those are called ghettos. Those are the worst areas with the most government cheese flowing into the area. So logic right there would say, maybe we should rethink that. And then the other logic is 6,300 well, guns. 
Why don't we have 6,300 people in jail? Hmm. That would also answer as to why so many of these people who were shot over the last year were shot by people who shot them the year before. Wouldn't it? Well, here, one more thing. If all these people in the suburbs have guns, how come they don't have the shooting problem Chicago does? Because they're law-abiding people. You have to punish the criminal, not the weapon. Like I said, hey, pencils no. misspell words, and a spoon made me fat. Think, think Blame if, the utensils. Think if these shooters now, let's just say that they're older shooters in, the, in these neighborhoods, and they are 40 years old, 35 years old. Now, for every kid they have, the Biden administration is going to send them $300 a kid. I mean, it's just, thanks, Mike, for, for playing. I like it. It's like the opposite of Jeopardy, where the dumbest answer gets the money. It's phenomenal. You have to love it. Jeff in Dundee. we got a lot of Dundee. Guys. Hey, Sean, yeah. anyway. This is it just me. Lori Lightfoot has a voice that reminds me of uh, fingernails on a chalkboard. No, she but wants furthermore, to. She wants to sound like a man, so she has to fake yeah. that angry, and that's why yeah. every speech is the exact same cadence, the exact yeah. same anger. Go ahead. Well, anyway, one of the other things I want to say. Okay, so they collect. They uh, recovered all these weapons on the street from wherever. If they weren't used in a crime and they don't need to be held as evidence, then why doesn't the city auction them off to or, or give, get them over to an FFL uh, licensed dealer and make some money on them? Jeff, you're going you know, to have to start it. driving in the car with Mike from the north side. If you're going to use logic, that's not the goal. It's not the goal. They take the gun. The gun is bad. They burn the gun. The guy that pulled the trigger on the gun, he's good. He gets money. All right, I'll be back. I'll take the rest of your calls. Chuck and Dullivan, hang on. 312-642-5600. Last week, they finally arrested in San Francisco, I believe, or California, the scumbag who slaughtered the uh, husband and wife in the Humble Park, Puerto Rican Day uh, parade when he you know, had his ass hanging out of his pants and he executed the kid on the ground and his wife who might have been shot by fire. He was trying to get his gun out. I don't know. Who, who knows the story? But uh, I remember he had 27 arrests, 27. He had seven felonies, seven felonies. See, if you had laws in this country that, you know, let's say you did a felony. Yeah, you're a kid and you do a felony. The penalty is you can never, ever get welfare of any kind. Nothing. Not your school paid for. Nothing. You get nothing because you have broken the rules of society. You have kids now that are killing 73-year-old Vietnam veterans in carjacking. Carjackings, if you go by neighborhood, are up exponentially. In some neighborhoods, 140%, the rest of it. What's the penalty for carjacking? In the old days, you stole the horse, you got hung. Hung you. You rob a couple of guys I grew up with, they're driving around right now with guns on their lap. Guns on their lap, hoping somebody tries to carjack them because they're dying to shoot somebody in the face. Down here in Florida... Every old man in every car, gun, gun, gun. Nobody carjacks these guys. It's a totally different world because it's run with common sense. The hubs of Marxist sewers understand the more chaos, the more money. This dimwit who's broke, who dresses like a fella, she just added another million dollars. Where's the money come from? You're broke. You're broke. You don't have any money. You're going to pay a million dollars. What's going to be the recourse? It's preposterous. Chuck Dullivan. Yeah, she was patting herself on the back saying, what a great job everybody was doing taking the guns away and stuff. And you are correct. They take them straight to the steel mills and melt them down. Yeah. I was wondering, as long as we were talking about melting stuff down, uh, where are the Christopher Columbus statues that she pulled off the, the pedestals? Did she melt them down bronze yet? Cause I the actually like think, I right could now, be wrong. I think she turned them over to the Italian-American Humane Organization, and I think, I could be wrong, they have them or they're going to put them in, in friendlier territory where they will not be ripped down by morons who are rewriting history. But hey, well, I that. like what they're doing in Chicago. I think Christopher Columbus was too good to be up in the city of Chicago, just like I think I'm too good and my kids are too good to walk the streets of that sewer, and you're too good and Robert and John and Catherine and all the listeners are too good. I think even the people who mistakenly, because of, of, of the, the cachet of the city, happen to buy there, I think they're too good for it now. I think that the Democrats should have to live under the circumstances they created. That's why keep funneling it in. Keep throwing it down the black hole. 
It won't matter. Thank you, Chuck, for the call. Thank you for listening. Uh, Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing today? Good, brother. Listen, you know, who can take Mayor Lightfoot seriously on this stuff? I mean, you got crime climbing up in the city of Chicago. They're trying to take the police out of the schools. And whose fault is it? The gun. It's not the gun's fault. It's the idiot who owns the gun who don't know what they're doing. What do you think? It's preposterous. And this is what happens to a society when it dumbs itself down yeah. and when it, when it really coddles failure. See, this is what happens when you coddle failure. It happens like that in your own lives. Most of us know that in our own lives. We take the attention away from the kids that should be getting the attention, who are the achievers, and we give mm-hmm. it to the kid who doesn't perform, doesn't listen, can't keep up. Rather than really helping the kid, which is giving them the help that they need, we put them in a system that is a figure eight of failure. It is a figure eight of failure. John, I got uh, about 30 seconds. What do you got, kid? Uh, Sean, uh, great show. You're like a good wine. You're always improving. Uh, I'm from Ireland, as you can tell. Joe Biden says he's Irish, but he didn't go there until until he was 71. He introduced the biggest scam today, the children's allowance. We have it in Ireland. 90% of it is spent by deadbeat dads on gambling, drugs, and drink. You're rewarding bad behavior again. And, John, you know that. You know what else you're ahead of, though, John? You have the lowest the lowest corporate tax because you recognize that builds the best businesses, the best economy, and it's a tax that's just passed down to the Irish citizen. So, John, you're way ahead I just, of the game. I, I just purchased my first property in Florida. A while out celebrating, I meet Dan Proft at 2 in the morning. Wonderful. Well, I wish you were. I wish you would have bought it through me. Come on, I got tuition payments, John. Thank you so much for listening, though. I do appreciate it. I look forward to meeting you in the future. That's why the best citizens of this country are citizens from countries that were run by different kinds of failure and different kinds of systems where they know what works, they know what doesn't. Democrats are the systems that doesn't work. They are the fascists, the socialists, the Marxists, and the communists. Yet they refuse to admit their failure because it's within their failure lies their strength. They become gods among men. And this woman who should be run out of town on a rail will win next election. No questions asked in the sewer of corruption. believe in shooting stars but she believe in shoes make money smoke cigars and live